The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. It's just an intro. It's just the, I'm, listen, okay, so I fell asleep <laughs> on the couch, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm on the couch, I'm watching a movie, which actually I'm going to tie into the end of the show, um, and I fall asleep, and I get three text messages from Nate. Hey, do you want to podcast and do uh, that to entertain with me? And I'm like, ah, when? And he's like, 11 o'clock your time. And I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that'll keep me awake for dev. Okay, I'll do it. We don't start till 1130. <laughs> oh, yeah. And had he not texted me three more times, I wouldn't have woken up, which meant I would have missed OT. And you would have been like, hey, hey, coach, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm asleep. And I would have done the same. I'd have been like, all right, I'm just going to go to sleep and oh. then tell Kevin later. Yeah, good luck, Kevin. <laughs> no, so <laughs> Kevin's going to edit this, so I'm going to do my cough, and we'll get started. Here we go. <clears throat> What up, family? Two weeks is a week and six days too long for us to be with you. It is I, your host, Coach Mo, with my dude, my bestest friend, the guy who makes my internet exploring the bestest, Mr. Dev. Dev, how are you, man? <laughs> you know, I'm doing good right now. I'm glad to be here. Like you said, a week and however many days that was, it's too long to be without you. Too much. I mean, I just, I've been missing West Coast. West West? Mm-hmm. And, and part of it was so I was looking at the times for the NFL games, like mm-hmm. planning what church service I'm going to go to so I can go to Bears game or you know watch my Bears play. Right. And back in uh, Portland, the games are at ten, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can literally like go to that eight a.m. service, go grab yourself some food, and it's still breakfast time when you go watch the game. Yeah, it's the Here, best. It's the games at one. So when you wake up, you're like, ah, I can sleep in. But then you sleep in you, that 12 o'clock service. It might not get out till 145. <laughs> if you're lucky. I mean, you depending, on, depending on the kind of church you go to, you might be if, there all if, day. If pastor, pastor might happen. <laughs> if he's calling that altar call, you know, you can't sleep out during that. Like, because he knows. Mm hmm. <laughs> That is the one thing about being on the West Coast is great. When it comes to sports, like since you know it's that three hour delay, we get I get to watch sports all day. So yeah, I get mm-hmm. the, the the ten o'clock game, I get the one o'clock game, I get the five o'clock game, uh, and by the time everything's off, it's still like early enough. Lights out. Is, yeah, <laughs> it might still be light outside, you know. So it's all good. I love that. Like I can't even imagine like trying to watch a Laker game on the East Coast. When they start at seven or eight o'clock and it's already 10, 11, I'm like, man, no, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't no, do it. That is, that is the one glorious thing about being on the West Coast is when it comes to sports, like we don't have any problem watching games in normal hours. So. Yeah. I, again, I miss it. So 
Um, so again, we are a relational podcast and we're built on two things, sharing stories, which, you know, if you know us, if you've been around, that's what we do. If you're brand new, prepare for some stories. The second thing is unpreparedness so much. And so that our unpreparedness and the unprepared seasons of life have been affecting us. So my dude, Dev has been going through a little hardship. So when you see him on the internet, when you see him posting about NBA live being the better than 2k, when you see him throwing out that destiny vibe, please lift my dude up, send some positive, you know, vibes, send some positive love his way and help him out because I love Dev. I, I literally, I, I had an opportunity to do the show with Adam and my heart just says, no, it, I, I, I'm no longer going to do it without you. So oh, when we run into these situations, I'm going to go, Hey, life is kicking us in the butt. We are a family. We are, we are the yin and yang. Uh, we're, we are Kobe and Shaq before he added to the full and left. Yeah. That's what he is. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to let something like that mess us up. So I love that. That, that, that makes me feel really good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine doing a show without you. Even mm-hmm. the, the one time yeah, it was weird. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I laughed my butt off at that show. I'm gonna tell you right now, I had a blast on that one. Like just listening, I was really it was I was relieved because you guys did so good. But no, family first with us, and that's why why again we're a relational podcast. So when we say family first, we mean family first. That's right. But it's time for us to you know get into the story. Now, normally we only have one you know topic that's our big one where we share our big story and we get into questions. This week, folks, we're bringing two to you. Two story so i'm gonna do the first one here we go first one we are talking about today is a band that moved you to go get the cd like legit you had to go get the album now we all know i am not the biggest music fan in the group right i don't know a lot of the stuff that i'm supposed to know like donnie names (laughs) thousands of bands like coach you gotta know this band this band i have no idea what you're talking about I couldn't tell you. I am an R&B person. That, that is the music I enjoy. Um, I love, you know, right now I've been listening a lot to of the internet. I've listened um, to uh, Anderson uh, Park, Sam Henshaw, uh, Kalani. Like, those are the people I listen to right now. Those are That's my thing. Sometimes I dabble in hip-hop. I'm not a big rap fan because we've got some rappers who aren't lyricists. I need a rapper <sighs> who's going to bring a six, seven multi-syllable rhyme into effect but I don't do a lot of other genres. So if you're in country or alternative or any of that stuff, I just don't dabble in that area. And that's just who I am. But Dev, I'm, I got a story for you. And I've got a band that made me stop and listen. Almost oh, to the right. point where I didn't just buy one CD. I bought two CDs. Uh-oh. And I looked for concert tickets. Oh, wow. that right. That's big. That's, that's big. <laughs> so... My wife and I have the Universal passes. So we go to Universal, you know, just to chill and hang out. We went down. We're, we're, we grabbed a little breakfast. Uh, we walked the park, did a couple rides. Transformers is banging. If you get a chance to go to Universal, folks, that Transformers ride is something else. It is pretty dope. <laughs> and my wife's like, where do you want to go for lunch? I'm like, uh, I don't really want to do the carts. I'm not, I'm not in a pretzel mood. I want some real food. She goes, can we go to the Hard Rock? I'm like. I've never been to a hard rock. So she's like, well, let's go. Cause she's been to hard rock at a couple places. She's like, you're going to like it. It'd be great. So we go in and the music they're playing, man. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> this is, I don't want to hear about no Beatles. I ain't trying to hear none of this. Like, this is not for me. I don't, I don't like Elvis. I'm, get away. I'm not trying to do this. 
in the middle of our appetizer, this voice comes in like a dominant hurricane, just breathing some soul into this building. And I'm like, who, who is that? And my wife's like, what? And I'm like, that girl singing has Aretha Franklin pipes. Like, we're talking just getting it, just yoking people. And she's like, I, I don't know who it is. And I'm like, I asked the waitress, like, who is this? She doesn't know who it is. So I oh, go, where, where do I find out who this is? And they go, well, there's there's music video, like TVs over in the front. So I go to the front. I sat there for three minutes and watched this young lady sing her soul out. And I was like, I had my hands up. I was, I was ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to go. The band is called the Alabama Shakes. Oh, wow. I've never heard of the Alabama Shakes. I didn't even know they were a band. But she sings a song, and I think it's called Hold On, that if if Kevin could play it right now for like 30 seconds, I don't know how long you can play it to get sued. I think we get like 12 seconds or something. Dev, <laughs> I am telling you, man, her voice on that track is banging. And this girl just belts it. And I mean, I went back. I, I had that CD bought, that album bought on my phone before our food arrived. Wow. Like, I bought the next album the next day because I'd gone through that album two, three times in the car. She can sing. And I'm just, I'm telling you, if they come near Orlando, I will be there to see that voice live. So... That is my first band that made me literally stop in my tracks and go get the music. How that long was, ago was this? This was like two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, because I just looked up Alabama Shakes. The first song that like comes up in the top results is the Hold On song. Mm-hmm. So hmm, That I'll song is fierce. I'll listen to that a little bit later. Fierce. Man. So this is a tough one because music has always been like a part of my life and always been around. It's always been something that it's either been background noise or on in the car, or just constantly on. Um, but I am terrible when it comes to like remembering artists or songs or anything like that. Like it's a lot of times music has just been background noise, especially when I was younger. Um, outside of like New Edition and uh, the Boys, Boys to Men, BBD, um, that type of stuff for the most part, like I wasn't like paying a lot of attention to music until like junior high. Um, and that is when like, I really started listening to music, mostly hip hop um, and R and B uh, just because that's just what my culture is. Like <laughs> that's, that's what we're listening to. So I'm with you like, like the, the rap now I'm just like, I can't even ugh. like it, the mumble rap, the the just yes. nonsense, man. Like I missed lyrical content. Like nowadays, it's just like you get a trap beat and some dude mumbling some stuff, and and that's what's passing for music nowadays. And it's just sad. Like give me, uh, give me Busta Rhymes, give me, give me KRS One, give me, give me Rakim, give me Eminem, give me Redman, Method Man. Like just any anything with some actual lyrical content. So I'm stuck like in the '90s when it comes to to hip hop. So I, I totally feel you on just the, not listening to a whole lot of new rap right now. Like it just it's not there for me. Um, trying to think of of 
something that I heard and I was like, I have got to get that album. The first thing that came to mind actually was uh, Robin Thicke. Before he went by Robin Thicke and he was just thick, there was a Sprite commercial that came on. It was him singing When I Get You Alone. And it's over like a Beethoven beat that's kind of like uh, sped up and it's chopped and it's, it's it sounds way more hip hop. Um, and he's singing in the song and he, in the commercial and he's got like long hair. So this is the Robin Thicke that people don't even remember. But when I heard just the way he he belted out that song against like the Beethoven mix with like the hip hop and like just the sound that it created, I was like, whoa, what is that? Because it was just unheard of. And this was back in like 2001, 2002, something like that. And just the sound was amazing. So I was I was like, who is this? Where can I find it? And he was so far from actually releasing an album. So like this is back in the day when Napster was like the was just the thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so like Ooh. I'm sitting here trying to find his whole album on Napster, looking for for his song. I find I found that song. I found like most of the actual uh the actual album, and it's it's a banger. But it's his probably his most unknown album because like he didn't really hit it big until the 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 I would say. Two albums later is when he became way more mainstream and like his sound totally changed. He went more to like the really high, high, high pitching and the, that that type of stuff um, that he's known for now. But uh, that first album, it's called Beautiful World and it's thick, not Robin Thick, just thick. And people thought it was it was pronounced thicky. Um, they didn't realize it was uh, Alan Thick's son or anything like that. But that first album called The Beautiful World was one of the ones where I had to run out and get it. Like once it like me and my wife, like we were both like looking forward to that album drop. Like we kept looking for it, kept looking for it, kept looking for it. And when it finally dropped like that, was, I just ran out and got that. I still have that CD somewhere in my trough of bajillion CDs that I have. But yeah, that album just banged. I loved it. I, I was listening to it probably about three weeks ago. Just got got the earth to listen to it, but that was one that made me get up and like, all right, I gotta find this. Oh man. Now our second one, I, I wasn't gonna do this one. Cause it was originally gonna be uh like a joyful fun one. But for me it gets a little it gets a little it gets a little emotional. You're gonna see the teary-eyed <laughs> version of Coach. Uh-oh. Um I know. Uh but it's because when I told my wife, I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you know, my first day jitter story. She goes, that's not the real story. Like, you got to go tell the one from the last school. And I was like, well, that one is it's not the same. She's like, no, you have to tell that story. Like, your kids are going to be pissed if you don't. And I'm like, she had I love, she had. I love that your peoples hold you accountable. I mean, if you tell the truth, it's the best. It's, it's, it's <laughs> not that I'm lying. It's that I want to tell the nice story, not the embarrassing one. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So this is gonna be our first day of jitters. Now, my my idea with this was talking about like your first day of work or your first day at a job, and and the jitters that come with it because I just experienced my first day with my new PE team uh, here here in Florida, and I was gonna tell that story, but my wife being my wife and I love her, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be accountable. I'm gonna tell you the the real in depth first day of jitters. My first week in Texas was very tough. Um, when we moved to Texas, it was for my wife. Uh, we moved because I wanted her to be happy and finding a job. She'd followed me while I played semi pro football. She'd followed me when I was, you know, my very first job in coaching football in, in Montana, um, and then coaching in in Florida the first time. And so I wanted to, I wanted her to know that I supported her professional development. 
And so when she got this job in Texas and I moved, so I got offered a job at a 7A school there, um, decent size, good football team. But I got lured away by a public charter. Do you, have you dealt with a public charter before, Dev? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So public charters are very different than public schools. Um, most of the time, they don't have the same sports facilities. Now, this principal, he when he found out about me, my wife told him, I was like, yeah, he you know, teaches PE. He's, um, an, uh, he's got state championships as a football coach, as a basketball coach in track. And he goes, why didn't he apply here? And my wife's like, well, you know, you guys uh, don't have tackle football. And he goes, oh, but we're going to. So this man calls me on the phone and he says, we're going to have tackle football. We're going to have this, this, and this. Uh, we're going to do this. We have a brand new turf field. Now, I have not moved yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I take this man on his word and I go, I can be on campus with my wife doing all these things. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take the job. So I call the other school and I go, hey, um, this other school offered me a job being a head PE teacher. I'm, I'm going to go over this this campus. And he goes, well, they don't have to tackle football. I'm like, yeah, the principal guaranteed me they're going to. And he goes, if anything changes, call me. I said, okay. So we we as teachers, we show up two weeks early before the first day of school to do our learning how to be a teacher stuff, the, the new ins and outs on campus. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting football to be early with me. He's like, when are the football boys coming? And he goes, oh, they don't come till after school starts. I'm like, that, that seems a little backwards. My first year program, so maybe they have a later start date. Okay. So I go in and I do the first two weeks. Dev, there's, there is no football field. What, the, what about this new turf field? What, what? Never happened in the three years I worked for that school. Oh, my God. There, there is a gym. It's a little rough, but it's a gym. And a lot of the things this man had told me were bold-faced lies. Oh. Now, I was the athletic director. I did get to coach most of the sports. I ended up, um, they allowed me to go off campus, coach football at another school, tackle football at this, the original school that I had gotten the job at. But on the first day of school, a student tries to stab my wife. Whoa! Again, these are these are inner city kids who had never been in this atmosphere, and the girl had some issues, and she she tried to stab my wife. Luckily, um, I was in the classroom and was able to help. It was first week of school. P teachers don't normally go into the. We don't have class. We we help other teachers. I go to lunch duty, and I'm ready to quit, Dev. I am ready to quit. Like I'm fuming. Like these kids are crazy. There's no discipline. They don't know what they're doing. Someone tried to hurt my wife. There's no tackle football. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm literally like boiling. Now I have lunch duty and then a period off. And then I'm supposed to go work on some pee stuff. So I serve my lunch duty fuming mad, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next lunch duty starts and no other teacher shows up, just me and a whole room full of kindergartners. And I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave these kids unattended. I'm not doing this. I already served my lunch duty, but you know me. Yeah. I didn't leave (laughs) and I'm there. And this little kid, when I'm already fuming mad, this little kid is in the lunch line 
getting lunch, putting in his bag, getting back in line, getting lunch, putting it in his bag. And I watched him three times. And now I'm already upset. So I walk over and all six foot eight of me puts my giant hand in front of this kid's face. He goes, why are you stealing? What are you doing? Pull him over to the side. Kid's bawling. Doesn't speak very much English. And goes, basically tells me that he needed the food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't need three lunches? Come on now. I'm, I'm big. I don't need three lunches. And he opens his bag. He had his breakfast in there too, his cereals. And he had little bags that he kept them in. And he told me in Spanish, I know enough Spanish to get by, that they were for his sisters, his hermana. Little homies taking food to take home. Yeah. Dev, I start bawling. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm with like, you. Like, I start bawling. <sighs> and I hug this little dude. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. And I am just dying. And I go serve the rest of that lunch duty. And I serve the next lunch duty. And for the next three years, me and that little dude, he got lunch made for me and my wife every single day. Right now, two of my seniors are making sure he gets lunch every single day. He always has extra food to take home. And I realized I wasn't at this school for what I could do as a coach. Right. I was at that school for what I could do as a human being completely changed my teaching outlook and so my wife was like that's the first day story you're supposed to tell that's the one that matters because i literally was ready to quit and walk away because they didn't have the fancy fields they didn't have the sports that i wanted i wasn't looking at the fact that as a teacher the people i serve are these kids and it changed me as a teacher it changed me as a coach uh, my kids who had me that first year said that I was way different when I left year three than I was year one because year one, I was having a hard time being the coach who loves them unconditionally. And by year three, I was that coach that they knew loved them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm striving to do now in my new job is continue that positive growth as a teacher. So that's my first day jitter story. Dev, wow. what's yours? Yeah. And you want me to follow that up? Come on. <laughs> Good. We tell these stories because we want people to know, like, when we go through these crazy things. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to tell stories that are going to help you. Sometimes we're going to tell them the ones that are going to inspire you. And sometimes we're going to tell ones that make you feel. And that's our goal. Like, Dev, I'll tell you right now, on our first episode, when we talked about 7-Eleven Joneses, that led to more conversations with me and you goofing off about friendships. Yeah. That helped me rekindle friendships that I had let draw to the to the wayside. Like I had let me and a couple of friends like not talk as much. You led to me and Jonte becoming even closer. Jonte, because, <laughs> because you know I was shooting texts and be like, man, you remember this? It's like, oh my goodness, you idiot! That's how that went. You got to tell the ghost story and like <laughs> those kind of things. <laughs> and so, like, understand, like. I, when that that's one of the hardest stories I'm ever going to tell. That's one that's going to hurt me for a minute because it reminds me of what a bad coach I was because before I got to Texas and went through that experience, I was a very, we got to win coach. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a, 
I have to develop human beings, coach. And so I, I'm really glad I learned that lesson then. I'm about to seal myself. Yeah, so, yeah, your first day story. <laughs> I'm still feeling yours, man. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, growing up in the inner city, like, you see that stuff. You know that it exists. And, and it's it's great that you can bring to light that type of stuff, which you actually see. And you can shed a light on, on things that people don't always know actually goes down like that's that's something you see on tv but you don't always associate it with that's somebody's real life there are kids who do not have enough food there are kids that don't have clothes and it it just reminds me of like the wire the the tv show the wire um, that was on hbo and how real that show is how the writers wanted to make sure that they actually told an authentic you know take on a lot of the stuff that's going on in like any inner city Baltimore at that time and just how there are schools that just don't have enough like it's really just a holding pin in certain certain schools certain certain uh cities the school is just a holding pin for the kids because they don't they're not funded they're in low income areas and that type of stuff is real and I'm I'm just so glad that it was you cuz it could have been anybody else that would have taken that that food from that kid and didn't didn't see what was really going on. So I'm just glad that, that that was you that was there to be able to give that experience to that kid and allow him to make sure that he got his his meals that he needed for the next three years and that he's still covered even though you're gone because that's the lasting legacy that you leave. It's not about what you did while you were there. It's the fact that what you did carries on after you're gone. So kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Um, so my first day jitters, uh, I would have to say the, like the most impactful, um, that I got also deals with kids. It was summer camp. I had never been a camp counselor before and just out of the blue, um, my wife, she, she wanted to work at summer camp. She was a, her, her major in uh, college was a uh, child development and, uh, she that that was what her undergrad is in and then she majored in um college counseling and student services and at the time i think it was after our i want to say first or second year of college uh we're looking for summer jobs she decides she wants to work at a summer camp and i'm like uh, okay you know the summer job that i was gonna it was right after 9 11 so every summer i worked at, at this one company that was basically um it was a warehouse where we sold they, they sold like all these different pharmaceuticals like you know the the lose weight really fast pill the the erection pill that's all that stuff but after 911 like those kind of businesses just kind of died out cuz nobody was buying that stuff so i'm looking for a summer job and i need something and it's coming to to the to the, the the deadline like oh man what am i going to do for the summer i need to get a gig so she decides to hook me up and get me an interview for the summer camp and it's funny because i go to the interview but Chanel's also there and her and the camp, the camp director have already had this, this rapport where they've built up a pretty good friendship. And my interview really consisted of me answering a couple of questions and them talking about like VC Andrews books, which is just the book series they're both into. Like that was the, that was what my interview consisted of. It wasn't really a whole lot. So she basically got the gist that I'm a nerd who likes video games and kind of play sports. So I get to summer camp um, and I have all these little awkward kids. Um, uh, They were seven years old, so seven year old kids. And again, I am 
I've never done summer camp before. I've never really worked with kids before. And so I'm already nervous about having to manage like six or seven, seven-year-olds that don't know me from Adam. It's also a huge cultural difference. Like this is a very, very affluent camp. So it's all very, very affluent kids that come from money. And I'm from the inner city. So it's a totally different take for them as well as for me. And I am way more athletic probably than most people think. Like I am a jock. Like when it comes to sports, like I'm getting down. Like we 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 gonna take it to the court. We are gonna take it to the field. Whatever. If it's a sport, I'm down to play it and I'm trying to win. And from my interview, all she got, all she like thought was that you know he's kind of nerdy. So I have a lot of these awkward kids. Uh, one of them, oh, I'll never forget it, man. The first day. He tells me he's sitting there and we're at we're at like the roundup, the first circle roundup or whatnot, where we're hanging out with the kids and we're going through like icebreakers and warming up before we all go off to activities. And this little kid, David, I mean, he's tiny, like for a seven year old, he's tiny. Like I look, I look back and I feel like he's the size of my two year old son. Like he was just so little <laughs> and he just starts bawling out of nowhere. And I'm like, David, like, what's wrong, man? I'm like, we're about to have some fun. Like, what's up? We're about to go play. We're going to do dodgeball. We're going to play some kickball. We're going to, we're going to go to art. And he's just sitting there bawling. I'm like, what's wrong, man? Aren't you ready to have fun? And he just looks at me. He said, I don't know how to have fun. And I'm just like, oh, man, I don't even, what do you say to that? You don't know how to have fun. I'm like, oh, man, what have I gotten myself into? So I've got the one kid who doesn't know how to have fun. I've got the other kid who is like just like super laid back, doesn't really want to engage and do anything. I've got one kid who wears army fatigues every day who doesn't want to play any kind of sports or really engage. He likes to just run and kick sand and and pretend he's an army dude. Um, I've got another kid, Benny Philo, who's got the deepest voice I have ever heard from a child. Like this little kid was seven years old, sounded like Barry White and he's awkward. I've got a lot, really, really loud kids. So I've just got this really eclectic group of kids. And I'd say, you man, if I don't love those kids to death and still have them like on Instagram and I had them on Facebook when I was still there, but like to see these kids grow up and the the bond that I built with these little awkward kids who I could actually understand why she put me with these kids is because I was able to give them the nerdiness that they needed, but also be able to have sports and play with them and be able to relate to them on a level that a lot of people wouldn't have been able to. Um, and just like the nervousness and the jitters that I felt were, were crazy, but by the end of that first day, man, that was like my little family. That was my little tribe, the Tonkala. And we just had a ball throughout that summer and just building those relationships with those kids and watching them grow up over the next couple of summers was just, it was mind-blowing. It was just a really, really, really great time, really eye-opening experience. But man, if I wasn't nervous as all heck that first day, I don't know what. See, that's the... One of the teachers that I work with right now, she was telling me how she did a camp for the last uh, like three months or two months over the summer. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and as I'm listening to her, I'm like, ah, I could not do that. But as you <laughs> tell it, I'm like, oh, I could totally do that. Go play games. Like sign me up for dodgeball and kickball and art. Like I, I would totally enjoy that. Oh, man, it's so much fun. I mean, it like, and it's funny because like you end up getting to know not just the kids in your group, but like all the kids in camp. 
Yeah, man, that was one of that. That's something that I actually like really, really miss is, is the summer camp experience, man. It was so much fun. Man, now I've got something a little different uh, for the end. So if you have a curveball, now is the time to do it. I do have one. All right, I let's, do do this. let's do this. All right, so the curveball is if I can bring it back up because uh, it's on my phone and I forgot it. Where are you? All right, so it's just a simple one. It's what's the adult version of Sunday morning cartoons Wait, or Saturday morning cartoons? Okay. Just a random question. So I will tell you, I did not watch cartoons when I was little and it, it wasn't because like I didn't like them or anything. It was more my first four or five years of me remembering like TV and stuff. Um, we didn't have one. I just remember everybody else having one. And so, like, I never got into it. And so, the first cartoon I remember watching was SpongeBob in college. Wow. Like, like, and I, I may have seen some other ones, like, in passing. Like, I know I've seen a Transformers episode or two. I know I've seen a G.I. Joe movie. Do they have a movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I know I saw a G.I. Joe movie. But I didn't watch a lot of cartoons, and it wasn't again because I didn't like them. It just wasn't something that we had; like it just wasn't around. And so I remember in college, summer break, you're flipping channels at because you're used to waking up early. Like right. so, I'm waking up at six thirty-seven, making breakfast, sitting on the couch in my dorm, and going, "Oh, <laughs> everyone's gone. Like it's just me in the weight room." And I, I wasn't married at the time. So, like, it was everyone is gone. I'm like, all right. So, you look on ESPN. Well, that early in the morning, oh. the first 20 minute show is now rerunning for the next right. seven hours. And so, after like two days, I started flipping channels. And this is before you know you had NFL Network that has a good morning football is really, really good. I really enjoy that show. Um, Neighbor Olsen's hilarious. He does a really good job. Um, but like I remember stumbling onto Nickelodeon and SpongeBob and going, This is so stupid. I should change the channel. <laughs> and five hours later, I'm still watching Nickelodeon. Um, and it led to just a really good summer of me like just kind of hanging out, like looking forward to waking up and watching cartoons. Uh, I remember it led to really early in the morning, they played this show called Doug. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Absolutely. It was on at like five in the morning. And so one day I like stumbled onto Doug at 5 a.m. So I started getting up earlier to watch Doug. And then when I realized it started at 3 a.m., I started staying up later to watch Doug until 5 a.m. Then going <laughs> to bed. <laughs> because I liked Doug more than I liked SpongeBob. But it was like three to like five in the morning it was on. Because like before that, it had like really old TV shows played from like 11 to like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Doug would come on, and I'm, I I was hooked on the Doug. The Doug, that guy's hilarious. Like, oh, uh, but yeah. So that would that would be mine. Man, that's crazy that you just didn't start watching cartoons till SpongeBob. And it's funny because for me, like the Saturday morning cartoon for adults, honestly, is like SpongeBob. I remember, and it's funny because I didn't start watching SpongeBob until that summer camp because. Those little kids loved SpongeBob. So 
I was in college and I was like, oh, let's let's check out and see what this is. And it's like, this is a cartoon that there's so many more things going on that aren't always kids. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> this, this right here, there's something special going on. So yeah, I would definitely say that like SpongeBob is like the 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 Saturday morning cartoon for adults. If you're a, an adult who likes to watch cartoons, this that's definitely one that you could watch on a Saturday morning with your kids and and it'd be something that you guys can both enjoy. Um other than that, yeah, I I don't get down with like the Rick and Mortys and the stuff like that. I was never into into that cart cartoon. Um but yeah, SpongeBob is my jam. Man, you brought back a good one though, Doug. That was the that was the show, man. Yeah, really enjoyed it. All right. So this is our this is this is not a curveball. This is a it's late. And for some reason my brain works better later at night. Proof, if you go to psvg.blog, you will see that I posted an article on Living Single at <laughs> two o'clock in the morning last Saturday. Literally. Wow. I okay. We had just finished rewatching the whole season or the end of season five, me and the wife. And um, I've done this every summer for a while. Um, this was her first time doing it with me the whole way through. And I couldn't sleep. And so I wrote this article at two in the morning. So for some reason, late at night, it's 1 a.m. my time, 1.15 my time. My brain starts churning. And so here's what happened. <laughs> I'm staying up to try to stay awake for you. And I'm looking on Netflix for anything to watch. They took Burn Notice off. Now, Burn Notice used to be my go-to because you can jump to any episode. And you're going to get a beginning, some humor, some explosions, a conclusion. My kind of TV. Okay, it's it always finishes the way it's supposed to. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> this is why I never liked the TV show Lost, because the first episode introduced a problem, and the second episode introduced a problem, and then by episode twenty-seven, you had all these problems and no solutions. Like this show is driving me up the wall. <laughs> but, so I couldn't find anything. So I put on this movie. Um, I, you may have heard of it. It's called Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Oh Jesus! So I saw this movie in theaters. <laughs> so I watch this movie, fall asleep from the middle, wake up, finish the movie. And the entire time I'm sitting in that's entertaining, the podcast I did before this to stay awake for this, I realize Ryan Johnson is my man of the year. So right now on PSVGOT, I am introducing the man of the year segment, not game of the year, folks. All right. Man of the year. Ryan Johnson's my man of the year because he trolled the trolls before the trolling. Now, I'm going to tell you this. And if I'm right, this is the greatest thing in movie history. Here we go. Who does this sound like? Destroys people's lives with their selfishness. Doesn't listen when spoken to calmly. Does not respect authority. Does not respect women. Does not respect women in authority. Tries to go over people's heads when he doesn't get their, his way. Learns his lesson in the end. Who, do, who does that sound like to you? Off the top of your head. <laughs> uh, I guess Trump, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My dude, Ryan Johnson, introduced a character that is literally... The Trump that is America, but more importantly, and this is the thing that I'm going to point out, 
all of those irate Star Wars fans who threw a huge fit about the movie fit into these things. And that is our boy Poe in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Poe does that mission in the beginning thinking he's all that. He doesn't learn and gets his whole team killed. Yeah, He doesn't listen when he's told not to do something. He doesn't respect the women in authority in the movie who are trying to help the whole team. He tries to go over people's heads to get his own way. Yep. But thankfully, he learned a lesson in the end. Ryan Johnson knew all these trolls were not going to like his movie and wrote them into the freaking movie. Poe is all of those people asking to remake Star Wars. And Ryan Johnson knows it. Is that, if that is accurate, that is the most bonkers thing in history. Wow. I didn't, man, I would have never even thought about that, but you are so right. Now, again, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I don't know Star Wars history, but I do know a lot of silly people were on the internet getting all in a hizzy, remake Star Wars. We need better writers. We need to do this, this, and this. And Ryan Johnson already did Poe with all these things. He already knew that these people were going to come out. Ryan Johnson is a future seer. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is my man of the year. So, Ryan Johnson, we want to thank you for being our first man of the year, our first human being of the year, name matter. But, Ryan Johnson, thank you for being our Patreon producer. Yeah. We, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. We appreciate your donation to keep this show going. <laughs> yes, sir. Making us better. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the most bonkers thing? Like, again, not a Star Wars oh, fan. Oh my goodness. I was really nervous. I was gonna be way off base on this. But dude, when uh, the shoe fits. You're right. I mean, it his his behavior is absolutely horrid. But for and, and it's funny because like you really like Poe from the first one. But then he gets that taste of power and he's like running the and it's just you're, yeah. Ugh, man. <laughs> he is not a likable character in the last year. In the, the last year, like, yeah, you're just like, dude, Poe, just just chill, bro. Just sit back, man. Let, let, let them handle it. Like, stop. Yeah. And, like, as I'm thinking about this, I don't ever remember anybody saying this, but I also don't remember these Star Wars fans being mad about Poe. It's no. because they, they weren't connecting the fact that they are Poe. They're like, oh, no, he's like the old guard, you know? He stands up for right. what's right. No, he's a selfish jerk who got people murdered. Yep. It's the uh, you, you're you're so right. Like you're oh my goodness. He's the re- these fans are the reason that some of these amazing actresses can't have a fan base on on social media. Oh my god. It's so <laughs> terrible what you Star Wars fanboys have done. It's so bad. And I love Star Wars, but what they have done, the culture that they have created because around this movie, what they did to uh I forgot her name in the movie, but what they did to her on on social media, like dude, wh- why? Who do you think you are? Why do you feel like you're so entitled that you own Star Wars? We don't own Star Wars. We don't get to make the decisions and complain about this and that to tell them to rewrite the movie. If you don't like the movie, tough. Don't watch it. Preach. <laughs> like so. 
The from entitlement now, has oh, to stop. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So from now on, I am no longer calling these people fanboys, though. I'm calling them. I'm calling them fanpos. Pofins. Pofins. I'm Pofin. calling them Pofins from now on. So when I see a Pofin on the internet, I'm going to be like, I'm going to put in there, Pofin, and I'm going to walk away. And people are going to go, what is this crazy person talking about? Right. I know that Ryan Johnson knows that I know that y'all are a bunch of posts. That's what I'm trying to say. Wow. Right. You heard it here first. Coach Pofins. We're stopping Pofins right now. <laughs> that sounds like Orphan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could stop orphans. Like that'd I don't want that. That'd be awesome. Like great thing. But when we can't stop orphans, instead we stop pofins, which is yeah. you know not better, but it's a thing. So man, so as we come to the end of the show, we're gonna have to think of more people of the year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to talk more about games of the year. But I'm, I feel like this is a good place to end. So I Dev, agree. what do you, what do you what are you working on? What's coming down the PSVG pipeline? Well, the PSVG pipeline um, right now. In Destiny, there's this event called Solstice of Heroes that if I can get my life together, <laughs> I will start streaming because it's a pretty cool event. Um, it's the accumulation of year one uh, rolling into year two, and it's it's very exciting because there's lots of things to do. They're fixing Destiny finally, and I'm really hype about it. So if I can get my act together, I will actually start streaming um, out some of that content. So that's where you can find me. Um, it'll be on just the PSVG. Probably, I, I, I probably will do Mixer because I don't really like Twitch. I don't know what it is. I, just, I feel like Mixer is a nicer format. So I'll probably be doing that on, on there. And I'm going to try and get some articles up um, just on games that I've been playing and just some just, just some editorial type stuff. Just some, some, this is what I'm thinking right now, just to get some some content out there and just to, to start the writing bug back up because I have wanted to write, but I've just been so tired and and life has kicked me in the groin and has me down right now so just trying to ease my way back into some things stay strong stay strong now i will tell you if you use mixer we do know one of the most popular streamers on mixer mr luke lore so if you go follow him it's insipid ghost when you go to mixer i could not spell that even if you wanted me to but go follow mr luke lore on mixer insipid ghost amazing stream he does such a good job allowing the lurkers like myself to sit and lurk and still learn. And yep. I think that's really important. So he does a great job. So go check yeah. that guy out. Go now, become a ghostling. I don't even know if that's what he's calling him, but I'm I, just going to call him. That I, voted, yeah, I voted for Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's talking to his Ghostbusters. I think that's hilarious. All yeah, right. Um, awesome. Now, Dev, I will tell you my Destiny characters, I have they're the three classes, the Titan, mm-hmm. the Warlock, and the other one. The Hunter. We don't, we don't like that guy. He's... Yeah. So I my Titan is maxed out. I mean, Titan's my, always been my big dog because you know Titan. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. yeah. So I started the Hunter, and I'm all the way up to a 95. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking <laughs> light level. Got a bunch of greens mixed in with some 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 whites. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my goal is my goal is before the new one comes out to have both of those characters maxed not maxed out but at least into the 200 range so if we go into a match and i need to play as the other one i can jump in and switch if we if we're tight and heavy or whatnot when we play that crucible that's the beauty of destiny you can kind of just play whatever you want and it'll work i mean there are some optimal loadouts if you can get all three classes you can do a little bit more but honestly like when we play 
usually like my, my red group of six, it's like four warlocks, a titan, and a hunter. So, so I was just trying to up them both. Now, um, so if you guys go to psvg.blog, you can read my living single article, which is, it's a thing. It happened. <laughs> I wrote it. I, I I literally reached out to Kevin. Was like, hey, I don't know if anybody noticed I did this, but I wrote an article at two o'clock in the morning. Posted it at two o five in the morning. Uh, maybe maybe we should take it down because I'm rereading it, and it's okay, but it's a little it's a lot there. He's like, no, this is a, this is fantastic. He called it like reading a, a daydream or something like that. It was some crazy thing. I was like, well, <laughs> if that's good, thanks, bud. It's there. Um, so go read that. Go to psv.blog because it helps it helps us get better because we're a part of make us better so if yes. you're making us better then you're helping the thing we're a part of so it's like doubling the betterness i really don't know but i also due to my boy dev reaching out um i've put about 14 hours into the 20 something page giant research article that i wrote um I've, I've gone through and added another hour to this since he last talked about it so it's up to 16 hours of actual writing time spent on this it's, it's almost it's 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 ready to post. The work okay. site is done. The links are in there. The things I have to rack up are getting my anxiety to deal with it and spell checking. And so I think it's going to be one of those things that I could have it done before September. Awesome and post and it, it in the morning. So it by posted it to him. <laughs> so those are the things coming for me. Um, there won't be any more streaming for me uh after this week there won't be any more podcasts except for ot um because i am in florida 8a football mode um we're playing some very talented teams i'm gonna be watching a lot of film the only video game i'll be playing is madden and probably until about thanksgiving so i that's probably gonna be it for me so you'll get that article and then it'll be coach mode does ot and talks about life and that's all i got so when you you do play madden you should stream it. Just, uh, you know invite, what? I, I could invite us do in. That. Just invite us in. Let you in my universe. See all mean, the cool things I do. If EA Sports does it right and they include what we're asking for in NBA Live, just saying. If if they ask, if they give us <laughs> franchise mode in NBA Live for the WNBA, there will be a stream of me and Dev and our seasons and mm-hmm. my LA Aces dominating going. 32 and 0 and winning a, a championship. I'm just saying. It's not going to happen, but you, know, you, can, you can dream big. I mean, if you're going to dream, dream big, you know? So, well, with that, though, guys, that's, that's the end for us. So that's, uh, that's game over. Thank you. Then I push the stop button. Shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down.